this is Kelly, and this is God, Dreams, and Really Good Coffee. So I hope you have some coffee, and if you don't, um, go ahead and hit the pause button and get some, but you might be a tea drinker, which is perfectly fine as well. However, we're talking about really good coffee. (laughs) But anyway, I'm Kelly Langston, and what I want to talk about today is something I suspect is on the mind of a lot of people, a lot of believers right now. And let's, I'm going to just jump right into it. Do you ever come to a place, or perhaps we are in a place right now, because I think a lot of people are, where something just doesn't seem right on a spiritual level? And let me explain that just a little bit. When we see the things going on in the world and we hear the reports on the news and in the TV trying to explain away what what is going on and what we see, is there the nudging of the Holy Spirit that just suggests that there's something else going on? Something doesn't seem right that you just get this nagging sense that there's something going on in the spirit realm, which the Bible says that um, we battle against, it's not against flesh and blood. It's against the principalities and the rulers that, uh, that is going on in the spirit realm. And we don't see that, but often we can get a sense of it. And so my question to you is, Do you have a nagging feeling that something just isn't right? That there must be something going on? (laughs) Because what I'm seeing going on in the world, particularly in the United States right now, it just, it just seems like there's more to it. And uh, I'm not here to tell you that, that I know what's going on because I don't, but I do want to tell you that God has given you as a believer in Jesus Christ and his salvation, that God is giving you a special gift. And that is the gift of the Holy Spirit. And one of the things that we have been missing out on in, in our teaching as believers is to, uh, be taught about spiritual warfare, because the Bible does teach about it. And so what happens when we haven't been taught how to, uh, what we do in a spiritual battle, and then we find ourselves in a spiritual battle. And I think about, you know, there's a line from Pirates of the Caribbean where Balbosa is on his boat And he says to the main heroine who's found herself on this boat full of all these uh, mysterious pirates that aren't even really truly alive. And he says, you might not believe in ghost stories, but you're in one. And I might not have phrased that right, so forgive me if I did not, but you get the picture. You might not believe that there's a spiritual battle going on, but you better, because guess what? You're in one. And I think that we are right now. So it's very, very important. And this goes back to the heart of where God has had me ever since 2015 when I wrote 40 Prayers for Perilous Times. 
And he led me through this because I was so aware of the spiritual battle. And what you see in front of you is all this fighting, right? I mean, we see it everywhere. And I don't think there's ever been a time when we've been so divided. And I won't say there's never been a time because let's face it, we have been divided, the United States, but it's definitely here again, right? You can just You can just see it with your own eyes. You can hear the battles. You can hear the things that people are calling each other on videos all over the internet. People are battling. And it's almost like, what is going on? I mean, Christians are battling. People that God has called, we are all one in Christ. You know, we're all one. It doesn't matter what, where you come from, whether you're rich or poor, male or female, Jew or Gentile, we are all one in Christ. That's what the Bible says, and that is spiritual truth. But it sure doesn't seem like that, does it? What you see with your eyes is different than what the Spirit has to tell you. And so I want to talk a little bit about how never before has there been such a need, at least in my lifetime, to really lean into God, to really draw near to Scripture to Jesus and to listen, listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying to us. So this particular episode is about having spiritual eyes because in the natural, we see what's going on. We see people fighting, groups fighting against other groups and even the young fighting against the old and the old and older generations. Forgive me for saying old because I'm definitely one of that group, right? But you know what I mean? We're all fighting and it's like we can't escape it and we see it right now. But what we need to do, we need to ask the Lord to give us spiritual eyes to see what he sees. And that is something that we can do by simply asking, Lord, this isn't making sense to me. What I see around me every day, it seems like there's a new story and it it seems to get worse. And I'm tired, God. What is going on? I don't understand it. What I see isn't making sense to me. Give me your eyes. Give me eyes to see what you see, Lord, spiritual eyes. I need spiritual eyes right now to see the things that you see, where Jesus sits at the right right hand of God. What does he see? We don't receive because we don't ask. So listen, we need to ask. It's time to ask because I do believe that God wants to give us Those kind of things that we ask in earnest because we are seeking God's heart. What is going on, Lord? I have had a beautiful dream where the Lord handed me a book. It was at the fall of last year. He handed me this book. And on the book was the title, which said, Becoming One. And I knew it was a book about unity. And I knew that what God was giving me In this precious dream, he was showing me his heart and his purpose. I want to bring it together. I want to bring the body of Christ together like it's meant to be. The enemy hates. He hates it. Uh, Diablos comes from a word that means to categorize people. 
Um, he hates it. He hates it. He hates unity because he knows that when we get in one mind with Christ, there is nothing that he can do. We are overcomers and that's how we do it. So we need to see what Jesus sees. We need to hear his voice and we need the spiritual eyes to see. And we need to ask him for that. I knew back then before things got even worse with COVID mask, no mask, and um, just this election turmoil, everything going on. It's, it's, it's just craziness. It's craziness, but it's very real. <laughs> you can walk into an area if you are really asking the Lord to give you those spiritual eyes and to see, you can sense it. You can feel the heaviness of the spirit. And I truly believe with all my heart that the battles that we're seeing in front of us on the streets day in and day out, that's a physical, uh, physical manifestation. Then that's not really the word I would prefer to use, but it's what is happening physically because there's a spiritual battle going on in the heavens above us. It's a spiritual battle. And the Bible says it. we, it's not against flesh and blood. That's not the real battle. That's what we see with our natural eyes. But with the spirit, we can see that there's a, a battle going on in the heavenlies between good and evil. One of the things that the Lord is really convicting me about was you hear people say, oh, that person is just evil. This person is just evil. And we need to really stop ourselves because it's not the person that's evil. It's the influences that are guiding the actions that are that are causing those actions to take place. There is there there are evil entities that fight against the angels and the heavenly beings that serve Jesus and God. That's real. Those things are real. And those battles are going on right now. And we can, we can really feel it. It just feels heavy. You know, it just feels like heavy, but I think that what God is showing me, what he showed me back then, and he has continued to show me. And listen, I want to tell you something. I am not special at all these things that, that he shows me, he'll show you. You just have to be a believer in Jesus Christ. And it's a gift. The Holy Spirit is a gift. And Jesus said, when I leave, I'm going to send the comforter, the Holy Spirit. He's going to tell you not what, what he wants to speak, but he's going to tell you what God speaks. He's going to tell you that even what is to come. He's going to tell you what he hears from God directly. You have a direct line with the Holy One. <laughs> that sits on the throne of all the almighty God. You have a direct line because of that spirit. And Jesus even said, these are the words of Jesus now that he will tell you what is to come. That's not just me. That's any believer. But there are a couple things that you got to think about. If you want to know what's going on or you want to be able to, uh, have a better peace, find your peace. Really, that's what this is about. And when there's all this turmoil, how do we keep our peace? Well, we keep our peace because we know that God is in control and we need to ask God to give us those spiritual eyes, even in the the heat of the battle. And then we begin to have that peace because we know he is in control and he is in control. So that little gift when I was seeking God's heart, that dream that he gave me was telling me that his heart is to help us 
become one. <laughs> the church, the body of Christ, he wants to bring us together. And right now we're seeing anything but that, right? Right? But that's going to change. I believe that. So when I know God's heart, unity, because Jesus, the words of scripture, even perfectly, perfectly say that, that we are now one. There's not male or female, Jew or Gentile. We are all one in Christ. You know, the world wants to tell you that's not true, but I'm telling you in Christ, the the playing field is leveled. There is forgiveness and there is a bright future. We don't have to keep looking back. You know why? Because the future, the promised land is right in front of us. We have a promised land. You and me, anyone, any believer that is listening to this, I want to tell you something. Our best days are in the future. They're not behind us. They're not behind us. And there are so many voices telling us to believe this or believe that. But the very first thing you need to do is ask the Lord in our quiet time, what is going on, Lord? What are you doing here? And what is my role in this? You, you're going to be amazed because he's going to talk to you. He wants to communicate with you. And that can be in a variety of ways, in dreams, through scripture, through other believers. He can he speaks through nature in our quiet time. He will speak to you. On uh, in 40 prayers for perilous times, on actually day 22, I wrote about watching and waiting. And I think that's where we are right now. Because there's a battle going on. And Elijah had just... He he was in the midst of a spiritual battle that was causing issues right, right in his own country between Ahab, who was listening to the evil Jezebel and following her ideas for worship. He turned his back on God. What happens when you turn your back on God's ways? Well, it, he makes it clear. I set before you life and death. Choose life so you and your descendants may live. There are blessings and curses. And our actions bring about those blessings and curses. And Ahab had chosen to uh, turn his back on God's ways by worshiping the um, false gods that Jezebel was bringing into the country. And she was leading other people to do it. So the people were confused. The people of Israel were confused. They were worshiping Baal instead of the Holy One, the true God. And it's like there's a protection, a covering that if you have been blessed with a good father, have an earthly father, there there's a protection in, in the house. He protects his children. God's the same way. But when you're defiant and you choose to go outside of that protective covering and go play outside on the on the street or the highway, you are positioning yourself for consequences that can hurt you. And that's what we've done. And that's not only I'm saying that's what America has done, but that's also in this verse I'm about to tell you. That's what um, the people of Israel did. So there, there was no rain. Elijah walked up to Ahab and said, there's not going to be any rain because you're not following God. And he left and there was no rain and it was a great drought and, and water is life. 
the consequences of defying God. That happened. But the time came when God was about to bring the rain. And uh, Elijah climbed to the top of Mount Carmel, bent down to the ground, and put his face between his knees. Because let me tell you why. The Lord was saying, I'm about to bring the rain. But what Elijah saw was drought. So Elijah leaned in and listened to God. He knew, God, what's going on? And God was telling him, it's about to rain and rain like you've not seen (laughs) for a long time. It's about to rain. But everywhere he looked in the natural, he saw drought. So he climbed to the top of Mount Carmel and he bent down to the ground and he put his face between his knees. And he said, go and look toward the sea, he told his servant. And he went up and looked. There is nothing there, he said. That's what the servant said. I don't see anything. So you have people that are bending in and listening to God and and God is saying, I want to bring healing to this land. I want to make, I want to restore you. I want to break you unified. I want to restore the purpose of the United States to be a light to the nations to share the gospel because he's given that purpose. But you look with your natural eyes. I don't see that, but that's his heart. When you lean into God and you ask him to give you those spiritual eyes to see, you see his heart. So you can go out and you can pray because you know that God's will will be done on this earth. You know it. It's going to be done. So Elijah said, go back and look again. Seven times he told his servant, no, I don't care what you see. Go back because the rain's coming. Because my spiritual eyes see it. It's coming. The seventh time the servant reported, Well, I see just a tiny cloud. It's as small as a man's hand, and it's rising from the sea. It's so small. That's not the rain you're talking about, Elijah. But Elijah knew. He was steadfast, and he put his head between his knees. Think about, he was not even wanting to look and see what he saw in the natural. He put his head between his knees because he was looking for what God was showing him with his spiritual eyes because he knew God's heart and he knew that God was saying to him, he was saying, I'm sending the rain. And he did. So I want to ask you, every night, when you look at the news, and I hope you, I hope sometimes you turn it off. And maybe most of the night, just turn it off. But since we're all probably not doing that all the time, right? There's so much going on. Every day is something new. What do you see in the natural? It doesn't look very good, does it? It looks pretty bleak right now. Fighting and fires and hate and rage. Everything. Now, my challenge to you, and I really want you to do this. My challenge to you is to, for the next seven days, set apart some time, turn off everything, get alone in your prayer closet or or on a walk or some time where you can turn off the phone and turn off the TV and turn off the text messages and just, because really you got to honor God. He's the Holy One. He is the Holy One. He deserves our full attention. 
And he's not going to settle for less, let me tell you. He's not. It might be the middle of the night. He wakes you up at 3 a.m. Like he's been doing to people. I'm hearing people telling me that he's been, they've been waking up in the middle of the night. God is waking them up to pray, and I'm one of them. And I wouldn't be surprised if you are too. Because he's waking us up right now. He's waking up the body of Christ. Do you know why? Because he's got something wonderful ahead. And it might not look like we think it's going to look. And we're going to need spiritual eyes to be able to see it. If we want to see it, what is to come. And let me tell you something. You want to be a part of the story. You want to be a part of this story. It's like, have you ever watched a great movie when the hero is faced with all these incredible challenges and it looks like, wow, the end is here. Everything's over. He's facing all kinds of giants. The battle is on. He's going to lose. The boat is sinking. It's over. It is over. And then something changes. That's God. Something's about to change. You might not believe that these stories are real, but you're in run. <laughs> it's about to happen. We're in the greatest story. We stand at the place of the beginning of the greatest harvest. It is there. The fields are ripe. And America's purpose is to be a part of that, to be a light. And no one's going to tell you that in the natural. And well, some people might, but not on the news. You're not going to hear that on the news. You're not going to hear that most places. But when you get into that seven days of quiet time with God, ask God, what is going on? And what is my role in it, Lord? Give me your heart. Give me your will so I can agree with it, Lord, and pray into it. And speak it. Speak it out and declare it. Prayer warriors. That's what we are. It's what we're called to be. We're called to be in the the midst of this great, great story. And we're at this point where it looks bad. It looks really bad. But then something changes. I think we're about to see something amazing and you want to be a part of it. Trust me. You want to jump in. And we do that on our knees most of the time. Our greatest weapons are spiritual weapons. They're not in the natural. Our weapons are in the spirit. Prayer. Speaking out God's word. Declaring God's will. Standing firm, praising God, even now, praising him for what he is going to do. Good things in the land of the living. You know, he sets before us blessings and curses. Choose life. Choose life so that you and your descendants may live. This is for our young ones that are coming, these these generations that are coming up. You want them to have a life and a future. And so does God. That's his heart. So join him. Join him. Join him. When things don't look good, ask the Lord 
to give you his eyes to see what's really going on. Take those seven days, spend a little bit of time, go back and write down what you hear. Don't delay, write it down right away. Honor God with what he gives you as you, as you honor the things that he speaks to you through the Holy Spirit. And he will honor them and write it down. That doesn't mean that he's called all of us to go and declare the things uh, thus saith the Lord. Some people he has, but most of us, he wants a relationship with us to give us peace in these times. It's to give us peace and to call us into that story as children of God. The things that he showed me in many cases, I don't, I don't talk about, I don't go out and this is what the Lord showed me every now and then I might, but it's rare. And I only do it when I'm very clear that God is saying this, I want you to go out and tell people this. And I'm telling you, it's rare, very, very rare, but he's done it only occasionally. And one thing I'll never do is put God in a box because he might be doing that for you, might be telling you to do it. But I know for the most part, he wants to develop a relationship with me. Write down what you hear. Seven days. And I'd love to hear about it. You don't have to tell me the secret things that God tells you, but tell me if this has changed you by taking seven days of committed, quiet time. It doesn't have to be long. <laughs> Some people say, oh, you have to pray for two hours a day. There are no, you don't put God in box. You, you do it as he leads you. It might be 15 minutes. Just something. Give that to God and ask him to speak and give you his spiritual eyes. He will. He will. Let me know if this has been something that changes you. Uh, if you begin to see things that you never saw before. If it, because I'm telling you, it'll encourage you. And we need some encouragement and hope right now. When God gives you something to say, He'll encourage you. Because He gives us a, a future and hope. Even in the, like that promise that He gave Israel in one of the worst times in the nation of Israel. They were in exile. But He says, I, I know the future I have for you. It's good. It's good. He's a good God, guys. Anyway, I'm Kelly Langston, and uh, subscribe. I'm going to keep this going, and um, I'd love to hear from you. You can reach me at info at Kelly Langston, Kelly with a Y, Langston.com. And you can find me at Kelly Langston, K-E-L-L-Y-L-A-N-G-S-T-O-N.com online. And... Uh, Take care. Keep your spiritual eyes open, guys. Because God is moving. And it's really, really great. Bye. Has God given you a dream of something amazing? Is it a dream that's so hard to reach that you might be considering giving up on it, even though you really believe God has called you to it? If you have a dream like that, I have a book that's going to encourage you to press on. 
Because whenever God gives us a dream, it's not going to be an easy dream, one that's easy to achieve in our own power, because God wants to provide his supernatural assistance to get us there. I've written a book called When God Gives a Dream, Reaching Your Impossible Dream in God's Power. And right now it is free for download on Amazon. In it, you'll discover the characteristics of a God-inspired dream and learn how to determine if it is from God and be encouraged to press on. You can find it now at the Amazon Bookstore.